You know how good it feels to like overhear your husband talking to his buddies and say something nice about you? Hey, my wife, guys, her belly is a heap of wheat encircled with lilies. (laughs) (laughs) That's a quotation from the Song of Solomon. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody. This is episode number 23. We are going to be talking about making it a personal agenda, like a real habit to speak well of your spouse and to your spouse. Yep. It's so easy to take each other for granted. It is. And I think people need to know that your neck is like an ivory tower. <laughs> but but your teeth, they're like a flock of ewes that have come up from the washing. All of them bear twins and not one among them has lost its young. Good, good. Yeah. So I think though, in all seriousness, that's the Song of Solomon, right? So that was a love letter from centuries ago yeah. from a groom to his bride. One that of those. Difficult. Yeah. And he found language that must have meant something in their culture. Because I'm going to tell you right now, fellas, if you go home and tell your wife her belly's like a heap of grain, that's not a good start to the rest of your evening. <laughs> right? Yeah. But we need to find language to speak well of each other as well. Right. And yes. uh, if you're not sure, I mean, you could start with the Song of Solomon and see how that goes, but I don't know. Yeah. I think the lesson there is that he found language. And obviously it meant something to her because there was this real deep language and they had in their marriage, she responded, they had in their marriage, this practice of speaking well of each other Mm -hmm. and to each other about each other and to other people. Yeah. It's so easy to take each other for granted. Yeah. You get married for a while and, and you just, you can become a fixture to each other. Yeah, pretty much. Right. So I think this speaking well, it's like a small willful gesture that can pay huge dividends inside the marriage. mm Mm-hmm. Being intentional. And you're actually thinking positive things if you're saying them. And you're not asking for them like your your spouse comes out with them on their own. It's like, hmm. mm-hmm. you know, I didn't prompt that. That was a genuine whatever. And that just so reinforces that whole love bond. Yeah. That's like a little kid, right? When they like the first I love you where they just come up and throw their arms around you. Yeah. Spontaneous. Spontaneous. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have to ask for it or. And so sincere. Yeah. Kind of it- gives you the warm fuzzies. Absolutely. And I think, you know, in episode 20, we talked about how to affair-proof your marriage. And this is just another super way to do this is when other people hear you talking well about your spouse, you know, they know that's a secure, done deal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It wraps a layer of safety around your marriage. So not only to each other, but about each other, the speaking well. that's good. So the research on this for Linda was a little tricky to find. And uh, I did find uh, one article by Hooley and Teasdale from 1989. The single best prediction, it goes in a little bit of a different direction here, but just hear me out. The single best prediction of relapse into neurotic depression was the patient's response to the question, how critical is your spouse of you? Okay. So this was a study done on married people with depression. Yeah. And depressed patients who rated their spouses as highly critical of them were significantly more likely to relapse during follow-up than patients who felt less criticized. Okay. So... So I can foster your depression by being critical of you. Right. So does this go the other way too then? Like if they were married to a spouse who spoke well of them and encouraged them. Yeah. They are they far would less do likely better to relapse. Physically and mentally. And yes. Wow. Emotional health. So yeah, I thought that was really cool. And it just points to the fact of how corrosive criticism can be to a marriage. Yeah. Just make it so unhappy and create strife. Yep. Yeah. And grit. It just kind of rubs. Yeah. Proverbs 27 and 15. 
This verse is often quoted in good humor, but it's a good verse. <laughs> a continual dripping on a rainy day and a quarrelsome wife are alike. I think that could apply to both genders. No, no, no. This is just about wives. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> but that continual dripping, sort of that, that constant irritation and a quarrelsome wife are alike. Yeah. Um, like it, it's, it's draining to your psyche, your experience of life. Yeah. I was just thinking about our gutter. Yeah. And how it drives you nuts at night if you hear that drip. Ding. Yeah. yeah. Good thing you have such an easygoing wife. Yeah. <laughs> Non-critical. But yeah. And humble. Yeah, that too. But I think this can apply to both genders. Yeah. So does this mean I can never say anything negative? Okay. Like sometimes you need it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just giving an example of a negative comment. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, well, there's a couple things about this. Another researcher, Narcissian, he said, five heartfelt compliments will erase the damage done by one slip of the lips. So this isn't constructive criticism as such. No, this is about things is you like say that you shouldn't say. Okay. And to me, that's actually kind of good news because none of us are perfect and we all say stuff and it's like, oh, I should not have said that. Yeah. And this tells me that it doesn't have to ruin or be the end of your marriage. Like that time I was trying on a dress and you told me to suck it in and I was. <laughs> <laughs> I think I unloaded about five to 20 compliments right after that. <laughs> We're going to bury that one with some positivity. Okay. Yeah. And then when Dr. Gottman, he has the same thing, right? So in a happy marriage, there's five positive interactions for every negative one right. is what he observes. And in a distressed marriage, there's 0.8 to, to one. And now often we don't think of that a lot. Like 0.8 to one is almost like one to one, one positive yeah. for every negative. And you're thinking, well, half the time you're doing okay. And half the time you're not, that's actually really miserable. Hmm. So investing in the positivity and being intentional about that really creates an atmosphere of just trying not to use the word positivity again, but it really builds up the marriage, right? Yeah. Makes it happier. Yeah, exactly. So it does have a, a very distinct impact on marital satisfaction. Here's another study. Those who rated this from Gordon and Belcom, those who rated their spouses being particularly positive reported higher levels of satisfaction in their marriage. That makes sense. Yeah. That's kind of obvious, right? Mm -hmm. So that's good. Now, if you think your spouse is positive, it'll make you happier in your marriage. So that's about your perception, perception. and deciding how you're going to perceive your spouse. Right. That's interesting. But too. that's where that five to one comes in. Like if you're getting yeah. five positives for every negative, those are, you're going to see a lot more positive. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you could also get to the place, even in your own experience where you were getting like maybe three or four positives, but all you're noticing or picking out or choosing to remember and to dwell on the is the negative. negative. Yeah. And that's where I think that verse in Philippians really kicks in about what's everything's are pure, what's everything's are holy. Think on these things. Yes. Huh. So we can be intentional about what we see because this is really huge because the assumptions you make about your spouse and the beliefs that you form and hold about him or her, those determine the level of your happiness. Wow. So what story are you choosing to tell yourself about your husband or wife? Right. Wow. Yeah. And that's where in my mind, I come back to what's called the fundamental attribution error, where we can think about our, our spouse. We can do this. We can have this error with anybody. Yeah. But the fundamental attribution error is when I apply the... When I interpret or give meaning to what you do based on who you are instead of your circumstances. So she just gave me lip because she is sassy. Okay. Would be the fundamental attribution error. So I'm assuming that there's a flaw in your character that makes you speak in a certain way. Right. Right. Now, what I could turn around and think was, you know, I just disrespected her and she responded to that. Oh, okay. That's not about your character. That's about the circumstance that you're in that prompted the reaction. Right. And I think we need to be careful with this with each other to not label each other in our minds as 
being a certain type of person. Right. But to really try to understand the situation that we're putting our spouses in or walking through them with and see mm-hmm. them responding to that, to their environmental cues. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. It kind of comes back to that perception thing, right? And the reasons, the meaning that we ascribe to behavior from other people. Yeah. So when I do this, what ends up happening is I ascribe more negativity in my interpretation than what was intended. So when my spouse says something negative, Mm -hmm. I like blow it out of proportion in the negativity. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's kind of like a bad rash for Linda. You know, negativity, you can't let it spread and get all over everything. You got to deal with it. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> is that a good analogy that, that's fantastic yeah all right so moving on yeah what do i do if i find myself doing this the negativity part the negativity or the fundamental yeah. attribution error and trying to get back to that positivity yeah i want to speak well of you rather than think oh, he's such a dork he did it again yeah you know if you find yourself doing that to your spouse or about your spouse stop and ask yourself why mm. why am i doing this Why do I need to do this? Why do I need to do this? And sometimes I think, you know, is this what your circle of friends do? Yeah. And that's where, you know, it's very, it's typical in movies and you can find it happening in real life where the girlfriends are sitting around belly aching about their better halves to each other. Their husbands. Their husbands. Yeah. But, and do you know what? It's so hard to do though, to be the one who's going to choose to tell a different story. Right. You know, like if everybody's saying something negative, it's so easy just to agree. Because that's and to chime the in something that kind of resonates about your husband. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's something totally minor and it might be funny. Yeah. But no, I think we need to stop and say, no, I'm going to say something positive about my husband. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Now, do you think I'm being more biased there that women are more prone to that? Uh, I would say that women definitely are prone to that. I don't know if they're more prone because I've never really heard, you know, a group of husbands. I've never been in that conversation where a group of husbands are complaining about their wives. I, do they yeah. do that? I've heard guys do it more individually, and uh, I don't know if I just have a great circle of friends in that regard, but I've never heard everybody sort of jump on a complaint about your wife bandwagon. Yeah. So, and anyways, let's just bring this into our they own can, hearts and ask ourselves. Everybody can decide, yeah, yeah, for themselves where they're at. Yeah, and then another reason is if I'm being negative towards you or, or about you, you know, is there something, I got to ask myself the question, is there a problem in our relationship that I haven't acknowledged yet? So that the negativity is the symptom of another problem. Right, yeah. And maybe that's a conversation we need to have and, and get into some communication there mm-hmm. to actually talk about that. Well, we have this great communications e-course coming up, mm-hmm. which deals with that kind of thing. That's right. You can find out about that on onlyyouforever.com. Yeah. So that's a good question to ask. And, you know, Verlinda, sometimes I think we just need to give ourselves a kick in the butt and say, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. I'm gonna this not. is my issue and I need to own that and I need to just stop it. Yeah. And that good old rule, talk to your spouse, not about your spouse. So Unless you're speaking positively. Yeah. About them. Yes. So we're, yes, we're on that try to cure your negativity thing. I would rather you came to me with a complaint. Absolutely. Than to your mom. Oh, yeah. Or to your friends or whatever. Yeah. 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 And I think all of us would want to be honored in that way. Yeah. I think there is an exception though, Caleb. Like if you're being abused by your spouse. Right. You need to talk to whoever's available. Right. And you need to take that time to check out yep. and regroup. Get to a safe place. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you have some real issues, like real, real issues like that. You uh, can't just go talking positively about them and with ha- with it getting worse. Yeah. And you can't, I've never seen it work. And it's generally accepted amongst people that help abused women. Yeah. That, you know, trying to be more vulnerable with your spouse and sort it out with them does not have a good success rate. Okay. 
Yeah. So it's more like you pull out, establish your own safety and he does his work right. and gets things or sorted. She. Or she. Yeah. It's usually a he. Yeah. Is that good? I think so. I think you did a great job talking oh. about this episode. Thank you. I've just been watching that flock of views <laughs> between up. your lips <laughs> the whole time. Okay. That's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 23. Remember, we are here to help you build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word and share this with others who would also be blessed by it. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.